Little did you know you are strong, smart, insightful, beautiful, hilarious, loyal, and loved. The podcast you need to navigate your 20s. Little did you know with Shelby Eastwood. everybody's week been? How have you guys handled? How was your guys' Canadian Thanksgiving? How was everything? I want to hear all about it. Um, my week's been crazy. It's been for a teacher. It's report card season. It's the first report cards. Well, we call them progress reports in Ontario. So I've been working on that like crazy, catching up on marking. I've had um, assignments due for my mental health course. Um, so it's just been, honestly, it's been really hectic. So I apologize for there being no episode last week. I even, um, I got a couple DMs being like, where's the episode? But I had to push, post, put that to the side because my just my to-do, to-do list was just way too long and I had to find a balance as well. So, um, but we're back this week, we're back, and I really want your guys' opinions on what you guys want to talk about the next couple episodes, Um, whether that being sending some DMs to the Little Did You Know podcast about any questions or any topics you want me to talk about or any kind of guests you might um, want to see on the podcast. I've also, I've tried to reach out to, I know there's a couple people who are really big advocates to mental health. Um, One of them is actually, he used to play for the Ottawa Senators. His name is Robin Leonard and I have sent him a DM because he is very open to speaking about mental health and he's very open to um, like sharing his experience and sharing his, sharing his story on podcasts. So I did reach out to him. I haven't heard back yet also because I'm like a nobody, <laughs> um, but I am trying to get some more special guests on here as well. It's just hard now because everybody's kind of back into the full swing of things and like back to work and everything. So it's hard for other people to find the time to take up like an hour of their day to kind of guest on a podcast with me but anything you guys want to talk about any kind of um any conversations you guys want to have any questions anything please 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 send them to me um you can like I said dm at me at little did you know podcast on instagram and I will see all of them um but this week I kind of wanted to talk about something that coincides with the article I talked about last week the article that I wrote um and this one's kind of important because relationships are so many different things. Like they're, you can have so many different kinds of relationships, right? Like you can have your work relationships with your colleagues and you, you can have a relationship with your boss where it acts different, where that one's different. You can have friendships. You can have like best friend relationships where you're like almost like siblings. You can have a romantic relationship, obviously. And then you can also have like negative relationships, And negative relationships don't necessarily mean like they're your enemy, but I think it's important to distinguish between what a healthy relationship looks like and what uh, an unhealthy relationship looks like. And I think that that's what we're going to dive into today and just kind of talk about and maybe like help you think about the different types of relationships you have in your life and if they're worthy to you. That's something that my therapist has mentioned a lot to me, especially because, um, I've gained some friends over the last little while, but I've also lost some friends. And she's mentioned to me, she's like, well, how, what kind of worth have they put into your life since they've been gone? Or like, what are the benefits since those friends are no longer your friends anymore? Or like, what, um, like, how do they make your life better? Or how did they make your life better? What did they bring to your life that 
is positive or negative when you guys were friends compared to now when you're not friends. And I think that that's really hard to admit to yourself because sometimes when people are no longer your friends anymore, you might think that's totally your fault. Like you screwed up, you messed up, you did something bad um, and it's all on you, but that's not true, right? There's it takes two to tango, right? Everyone knows that saying. And so it takes two to tango. It takes two to be in a relationship. It takes two to be not friends or not be in a relationship anymore. So there's always um, two sides to a story. There's always, it's always both parties' faults. Um, And I think it's, I think it's, it can be, especially as adults, it's really hard. I, I remember like when you make friends on the playground, on the school ground, and like you just both decide that you want to play together or like you like their shirt and you're like okay cool we're going to be best friends now and you're best friends for like the next 12 years of your schooling career because in grade one you liked the other person's shirt like I wish friendships were literally like it was when we were a kid where kids don't care literally about like anything like they don't care except for when they start to get older of course and they're all about the drama but like they don't care what you look like they don't care how you act they don't care what you eat they don't care like what kind of brands you wear and it's just like it's so much easier and back then too when we were younger there was no social media there was no tiktok there was no instagram there was no snapchat you're kind of just living in the moment and being with those around you and actually playing and not being on your phone all the time and I also think that has played a huge part in the relationships we've built, we build with other people because I notice too sometimes like you could be talking and the other person just sits on their phone the whole time. Like, and that's not very respectful, right? Like that's not a positive thing. Sure, that you could just be like, hey, one sec, I got to answer this email or one sec, I just got to answer this text. But quite often people are like literally scrolling through their feeds when you're trying to talk to them. And I am notorious for speaking really quickly. And I'm not sure if I've ever told you guys the reason for that, but when I was younger, um, because I got bullied when I was younger, and people would cut me off when I was trying to say something. And so I learned, well, if I say things faster, the faster I say it, the less likely they'll cut me off and I'll be able to squeeze everything I got to say before they cut me off. And that's just kind of something that I've, like, kept as I've grown up because it would happen to me all the time. It It would happen to me at school. It would happen to me with my friends. It would happen to me at home with my family and my parents. And, like, even if I had something, like, stupid and, like, not important to say, like, like, just still listen. You know what I mean? Like, it's still, it's still, um, important to listen to the person, regardless of if you think it's stupid or regardless if you think it's unimportant. Like, who cares? Just let the person talk and let, and just listen and be respectful and attentive listening, which is what I tell my students all the time. It just helps you be a better person and it helps you build stronger relationships. Um, But let's take a quick break and then we'll dive into romantic relationships first. So the difference between a healthy romantic relationship and an unhealthy romantic relationship. tricky very tricky very hard um to think about and to like acknowledge so let's just think about healthy relationships for a second so healthy relationships would be where there's open communication right you're respectful of each other's thoughts you're respectful of each other's feelings of like what the other person has to say um i think that that's key to any relationship and i have mentioned that in the past before i think also a healthy relationship would look 
like um, there's respect with both parties, yes, you can have teasing sometimes, and yes, you can like make fun of the person and like scare the person, but there's a difference between teasing and having fun and like pushing, pushing the buttons over and over and over and over. Nothing drives me crazier than somebody who just literally constantly and purposefully pushes your buttons. And like, yeah, I get it. It can be a joke, but like one, like sure, one day, like they're just jokingly like pushing your buttons because they like teasing you. Okay, sure. But if it goes prolongs and it goes on for like day after day, they're just pushing your buttons. That's not a healthy relationship. And that's where you have to have a uh, conversation and think, well, is this respectful? I asked them to stop now. It's been like five days. Why are they still doing this? That's definitely something you can have a conversation about because that would not be considered a healthy relationship because you're not respecting the other person. And speaking of respect, I think boundaries are also key to a healthy relationship, whether that be like boundaries for yourself, whether that be boundaries that you have set for like the relationship in general. For example, um, uh, like a, a very popular boundary would be like you can't go like sleep with other people when you're a committed relationship. That would be a boundary. Um, or like um, we don't put uh, passcodes on our phone. Like that could just be a boundary. And that's a, you can't just make up a boundary and not tell the other person that that's a boundary for you. You have to actually, and then you have to actually like have that conversation and kind of compromise and work through that together. And that's, that's a word that um, has been around since like you were kids, right? Like respect the other person's boundaries, respect what they ask you to do, respect what they, what they would like. And if you break those boundaries or you cross those boundaries, that can cause harm not only to your relationship, but also to your trust and respect for the other person. Because you could say, oh, like, can, um, I don't want you flirting with other girls when you're in a relationship with me. That's a, that's a reasonable boundary, right? But then the other person goes and flirts with another girl literally when you guys are out to dinner. Let's just say, okay? One, disrespectful. Two, did you not even listen? Was there no attentive listening when you discussed boundaries, when you discussed what, what hurts you and what triggers you? Because then you turn around and go back and do it. That kind of coincides with the point I wrote in my article, actually now thinking about that. Um, and it's just, that's not a healthy relationship either. Um, maybe if somebody says, hey, I just need my space tonight. Like we hung out all day. I just need some space tonight and watch my own show. Are you like, is that okay? They're asking politely. They're not being rude. That's healthy. They're, they're trying to get their feelings and their emotions across. If you turn around and make them feel guilty for that, or you turn around and like question why they're, why they're asking for space oh well do you not love me anymore do you not do this do you not do that and I'll admit sometimes I am bad for that um but I have been working on that and just be like okay yeah sure baby like I'll just go I'll go do my own thing I'll go work on report cards or I'll go watch my own show or I'll take the dogs for a walk or I'll go take a bath um just re recognizing that you are safe in that position and just because somebody wants their space for like an hour or two it doesn't mean that the other person is cheating on on you especially when you do have that open communication and that other person, like, if you do feel triggered, the other person can just reassure you to be like, no, hey, like, I just had a long day. Like, I just don't really feel like talking right now. Um, and that can be like, they're just reassuring you that no, like, I'm not going to cheat. Yes, I understand where you're coming from. But it is literally just because I want um, some time. And I just want like some, um, not, a, not a reset, but like, a, like, I just want like a little bit of a rest. And so like, that's understandable. So I definitely keeping your communication open and keeping um, staying in line with like your your significant other's boundaries. I think that's an important aspect of a healthy relationship. We should also talk in 
not only just like psychological and emotional considerations, but also physical, right? Um, somebody who is physically abusive or physically hits you or, well, that's the same as physical abuse, um, but that would not be considered a healthy relationship and that's where you need to reach out to somebody, get help. Don't be ashamed of getting help for that. Um, people get abused daily and it's something that still gets stigmatized and still gets um, um, kind of like hidden away. I'm watching the show on Netflix right now and I'm actually really into it. It's called Made and it's about this girl who she gets emotionally abused by her boyfriend and they she leaves she takes her two-year-old daughter and she leaves and um she doesn't she has nowhere to go no house and her car ends up getting totaled and um the it's not the social worker but like the person who she goes to like find subsidized housing is like well like we can put you in like a house housing for like domestic domestic violence uh victims and she's like well i haven't been abused and she explains the situation and and the lady's like that's still domestic that's still abuse that's emotional abuse you might not have been hit physically like some of the other, like, people, girls and people, but um, punching a wall beside your head so that glass shatters into your daughter's hair, like, that's still abuse. And so I'm really glad that, like, kind of Netflix kind of is showing this in a, in a show. Um, it can be tri- definitely triggering for, some, triggering for some people, but it's showing you, it's showing you literally what a healthy relationship looks like and what an unhealthy relationship looks like. And it's, taking those hard topics and those hard conversations and putting them onto TV um, where it's not always just about, oh, well, like that person got like physically beaten and all of that stuff. Yes, that's important. But that when we think of physical abuse or abuse in, in relationships in general, that's what we think of, right? Is the, the person who got strangled or the person who got like um, shot or the person who got punched. Um, but sometimes it is about the emotional abuse of it and the um, psychological abuse that you can experience in a relationship. And like I said, I'm just really happy that Netflix is showing that. Um, but yeah, physical abuse. Sorry, that was a tangent. <laughs> physical abuse, I definitely think, um, well, obviously, it is an aspect of an unhealthy relationship. I don't know why somebody would hit their partner to begin with um, or physically harm them in any way. That's on the other person and that's when too you got to realize that it, that's not you that's on them um that's something that you can't control their behaviors of them doing that that's on them and don't blame yourself for that um, and I know that's something that a lot of victims struggle with um but it's just important to realize that recognize that people are there for you and people are there to help and to reach out for help because you're not gonna yes you might feel ashamed right now but it's important to ask for help especially when you need it um a couple other things I'm trying to think other relation in terms of a in terms of romantic relationships um understanding the other person's uh love language I think I mentioned this before but um knowing the other person's love language definitely helps to have a healthy relationship so that you know what kind of love the other person needs in order to feel satisfied in that relationship what your love language might be might not be your partner's love language and that's important to distinguish and so how you perceive love might not be how your partner perceives loves. And so you have to kind of understand that and work that balance in order to make sure that your other person, your other, like your person also feels loved. And that's an important aspect of a healthy relationship. If you're just assuming that, oh, how I perceive love, that's how I'm just going to show them love. But in reality, they don't see that as love and it just kind of pushes them further and further away from you. You can take the love language quiz online. 
Um, it's a little bit long. It takes like 10 minutes, I'd say. But it's kind of interesting to see like, or even just to like know and perceive, or sorry, know and understand how you perceive love. You might already have an idea, but um, it just helps you understand it better, if that makes sense. And so love languages will definitely help you have a healthier relationship. And um, another thing too with healthy relationships, romantic relationships, don't lose yourself in the relationship. Don't let that other person consume you. Keep your hobbies. If they don't like it, who cares? Whatever. Do it. Do you do you. Like if they don't like what you eat, so what? Like it doesn't mean you have to make your smelly food all the time, but don't stop eating your smelly food just because your other person doesn't like it. Like don't change who you are for the relationship because that will turn into an unhealthy relationship. Don't let somebody change you in a relationship. Let them, if they don't love you and appreciate you for who you are, they are not the person for you. That is not the relationship for you. Do not change for the other person. If the other person thinks you're too touchy-feely, too bad. That's don't change for them. Like if that, that if you want to be touchy-feely, that's fine. Like if you want to be affectionate, that's fine. If you like to play hockey sack like you're 12 years old again, whatever. Like that's something that you like. I'm a nerd. I like to read books. I get made fun of it for it all the time. Do I care? Nope, not even in the slightest. So don't let your partner in a romantic relationship change you in any way, shape, or form. Keep you because the way you are is absolutely amazing and your little quirks is what makes you, you. I think some of the things that can go with or that are discussed about for a romantic relationship can also play hand in hand in a friendship relationship too. Um, the only thing I would say is different with a romantic or sorry with a friendship type relationship is you might not um, you I would your communication needs to be impo is important obviously and like discussing your feelings and what have you, but I wouldn't necessarily mean every I wouldn't necessarily say that everything needs to be shared with your friend right. Like if you're going um, on a date with somebody with like, let's say you had like a Tinder date and you went on a date, doesn't, if you don't want to share that right away, you don't have to share that right away. Um, that can be on your terms when you want to share that. And if somebody's forcing you to share that or somebody's forcing you or saying, I'm not going to be your friend if you don't tell me everything you're doing, that's not a healthy relationship. That's an unhealthy relationship because they're not, one, they're not your parent. You don't need to tell them, oh, I'm doing this on this day. Oh, I'm going here. I'm going with this person. We're doing this. You don't need to divulge every second and every minute of your day to your friend, right? Like if you want, if maybe they, they have your best interest at heart and they want to know if you're okay and you're safe. Okay, sure. But like you can just say, hey, I'm going out tonight. Um, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be safe. I'll let you know how it goes um, when I'm more comfortable with that. Sure. No problem, right? But if somebody's there and they're judging you, especially because if maybe you don't want to tell them because you know that they're going to judge your actions, not a healthy relationship. That's an unhealthy relationship because not that they're forcing you to share information that you're not ready to share, but they're like making you feel guilty for your actions and making you feel guilty. And we're, we're adults, right? We don't need, we don't need to, it's not like when we were a kid and you need to tell your parents where you're going, who you're going with, why you're going what you're going to do there, etc. Like we don't, we don't have to, um, what's the word? We don't have to, um, like 
own that information to anybody. We have nobody to go to with that information. If you're in a romantic relationship and you live with the person, yeah, that's where you would say that information. And you would be like, hey, like, um, uh, so-and-so is throwing a party, a Halloween party. Like, is it okay? Not like you're not asking for permission, but you're just kind of like being kind and generous with the information. Like, oh, like, are you comfortable with me going by myself, et cetera, et cetera. Right? That, that's important. But if it's just a friend, you don't need to, you technically don't need to tell them anything. Right? Like, then maybe people will be like, well, is that a true friendship if you're not telling them everything? Well, sure, you can still have a friendship with somebody and not tell them every single minute and every single aspect of your day, who you're seeing, when you're going, what you're doing. Um, and I've learned that recently that you don't need to share every single private aspect of your life with a friend in order to consider them a close friend. And if they think that you not sharing that information with them makes you a bad person, that's incorrect. And that goes back to the fact that that would be on them, not on you. If you're not comfortable sharing that information, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you're safe and as long as like if you just want to try something out and keep it to yourself for a while, that's okay too. Um, I know somebody who's kept a really big secret from the whole, like literally the whole world and probably like five people know. She's told me, I'm not obviously going to say what it is um, because I respect her enough, but like if she didn't tell me, would I be mad at her and be like, oh, I'm never being your friend again? No, I would literally just be excited for her for what she had, what she, when she's ready to share it, obviously. And I think that that's an important boundary. There's that keyword again, boundary. That's an important boundary to consider, especially with friendships, because friendships can be trickier as we get older. Um, and as like you don't have as much time on your hands and, and as people are busy with their lives and maybe like you are trying to take that break from your phone and not ready to share every share excuse me share everything and be texting 24 7 I hate being on my phone all the time is it useful yeah of course but like especially um this year when I'm teaching virtually I don't want to be on technology all the time I'm over it like when the school day is over I'm done I'm checking out I'm done capiche finito um and so if I don't text you it's not because I don't love you it's not because I don't care about you it's not because you're not my friend it's literally because I'm exhausted and I think people also need to recognize that. Like, if you don't text for a couple of days, does it mean you're not friends? No. Like, that's stupid. Sometimes people literally just need to break off their phones. And um, I know that I have a really good friend and she knows, like, if she hasn't heard from me for a couple of days, she'll just check in and be like, hey, are you okay? And I'll just be like, yep. Like, I'm just swamped with report cards and with this and with that and with marking and and coaching and tutoring and everything else I have going on. And she'd be, And I'm like, but I'm okay. I'll text you, like, in a couple days when everything dies down and she's like okay cool like awesome I hope like you get some rest perfect beautiful like that's a beautiful response and that respects the other person respect there there's that word again it respects the other person you're listening to the other person's boundaries you're still checking in and being caring for your friend but you're not making a big deal about it you're not being like oh my god why didn't you text me we're not friends anymore because you're not telling me what's going on every day in your life like no, no, like we're adults here. We're not in high school. Like get over it. And um, shout out to my best friend who is really respectful with that and is really understanding with that. Um, and I do the same thing with her. And I think that's that's important to maintain, especially adult friendships, to maintain that adult friendship and understand like you need to understand that people are busy and you need to understand that people don't have their phone on them all the time anymore. And you need to understand that people have a life like people have things going on and people have things to do and if they don't tell you till after the fact okay sure 
Like, and you have to respect that. You can't get all up in arms about that and, like, throw a fit about that. Like, you're not a baby. You don't need to get upset about things like that. Like, there's more better ways for you to use your energy than things like that. And that's, again, not a healthy relationship, not a, health, not a healthy friendship at all. So the healthy or friendships and romantic relationships definitely go hand in hand. They just, you just kind of like, they change slightly based on who it is, obviously. And um, based on what kind of friendship or what kind of relationship, romantic relationship it is. Uh, key things are still important. Like I mentioned, respect, boundaries, communication, honesty, but you don't necessarily have to act the same or hold that to the same level as you would something else. Um, so that's just my thoughts on those two. <laughs> One more thing I want to touch on is the aspect of the types of relationships you have at work and your colleagues and your boss, obviously. So I've learned, well, growing up, like part-time jobs or whatever, like you become really close friends with the, your colleagues that you work with. Normally you're the same age, you're all university students or you're all high school students, you all go to the same school. So you like, you know what's going on in each other's lives, right? You can be more open to the fact of what's going on in your life because you literally see each other every single day. Um, but as we've become adults, I definitely think and have learned the importance of um, the importance of keeping personal life separate from your work life, obviously. Um, and I've been able to do a really good job of that when things get personal in my life and keeping that out of work and like trying to just push that to the side when I'm at work. Um, but I am susceptible to kind of like finding that one or two people at work and like trusting them and divulging maybe more information than I should about my personal life to them um, and I think that that's where we need to recognize that literally talk with your work friends about work talk with your partner about home stuff and talk with your friends about like random ranty stuff and I think that that's where you like you need to draw the line um, and I've been learning to draw the line as well with that it's definitely something hard and something um, that takes work because I like to see the best in people, but sometimes the people, sometimes other people don't have the best intentions back. Sometimes um, they're literally there just to seek drama. And the more drama that they hear from somebody else, that's drama that they can pass on to like other colleagues and other people you work with or like people at other, at other jobs. And then that rumor gets like spread like a game of telephone. So just because you might trust somebody and have the best intentions for somebody doesn't mean that they have those same intentions back. Even if like they claim they do and they're like, oh yes, I'm not going to tell a soul. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. Um, don't take their word for it, to be honest. Like be weary of that and be weary of um, how, how they're acting and how like when they're listening to you, if they're actually listening to you, if they're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then they're going to go take your story and spin it later. So definitely uh, be careful with the relationships you make with your colleagues, for sure. Because if you're not careful with what you share with your colleagues and how, like, how much information you divulge, it could come to kick you in the butt later on. Whether that be later in your career, whether that be with, like, who knows what or who's learned what. Um, definitely be careful with what you say because, like I, like I mentioned before, like, it's going to kick you in the butt. Um because you don't know who knows who, especially if you work in a, in a um, industry where it's all about who knows who and who you know. Um, you want to be careful with what you say and stuff like that. So definitely keep your personal life 
don't share all of that with your colleagues because then too if you guys fall out of that close kind of honest trustworthy relationship you guys fall out of that and you're still working together it just makes for a very toxic work environment and a very uncomfortable work environment because there's you still have to work with them they're still your colleagues but now you're not like friends anymore so it makes it very uncomfortable and very awkward and it could affect your performance at work or how you enjoy going to work in terms of the relationship you make with your boss or your manager who or whoever is like your head honcho at your work um, it goes without saying, obviously, that you need to give them the utmost respect, whether um, you like it or not. They are they are the reason you are employed and they are the reason you have a job. So creating like a good professional relationship with them, like um, goes without saying kind of. And I'm not going to dive into that because we're all adults. We all know how to treat people with respect, hopefully, and um, how to treat our boss and or manager with respect, even if they're a poopy person, it just doesn't matter you associate you like get your job done you do your work and you um and just do the best that you can maybe they're having a bad day you never know but you always treat people with respect so that you can get treated with respect after which is like the i'm full of like all these lines that we used like when we were a kid all these lines that like everybody should know i'm full of those today which is kind of weird um but yeah your work and professional relationships should not you should not ride the line between like being a friendly friendship relationship obviously make friends at work and what have you and like hang out with your friends hang out with your colleagues after work but um and you can like obviously talk to them about like some of your life like oh you have kids or you're married or whatever blah 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 but like all like the negative details that might be best suited for your friends or for your partner um just to help keep like your professional environment professional thought it was of like the utmost importance to just talk about all of that today and talk about the different kinds of relationships because the relationships in my life have changed and altered even in this past year um I've made friends and kept friends that I'm still happy were friends I have lost friends this year I have um strengthened some relationships this year and I think it's just important to just kind of reflect on what relationships in your life are healthy and which ones are not I have seen so many unhealthy relationships I've been part of so many unhealthy relationships and it's really hard that once you're in that cycle of unhealthy relationships to kind of break that cycle and get out of it um because like just for so many reasons so many like psychological or emotional reasons why you want to remain in that type of relationship even when it's not serving you well um and it's it's hard sometimes like you'll lie to keep a friend sometimes you'll you'll um like just bow down to keep keep a partner and that's not that's not fair to you that's not fair to them and if you can't be your honest self in any type of relationship then it's not a relationship worth having it's not a true friendship it's not a true relationship if you feel like you can't share um important information or if you feel like you don't want to share important information yet and the other person can't respect that like i said that's not a true that's not a true relationship and it's it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow but it's something that I would like all of you guys to think about because relationships literally give us everything. They provide us with companionship. They provide us with support. They provide us with love. They provide us with hugs when we're allowed to touch people and hug in person. They provide us with um, laughter, with jokes, um, with spontaneity, with adventures. They just 
all kinds of relationships are important in our life. They literally help our life go round. And without them, um, we'd be leading a very boring and lonely life, if I say so myself. So just recognizing how those relationships in your life serve you. Do they help further your life? Do they make you happy? Do they make you feel stressed? Do they make you feel anxious? Do they trigger your anxiety or other mental um, illnesses or other mental thoughts that go through your brain? Do they trigger negative thoughts in your brain? Do they make you feel bad about yourself? Do they shame you? Are you ashamed of them? Um, these are all questions that you should be asking in terms of the relationships in your life. And if the answer to these questions are yes, maybe it's time to reevaluate or sit down with that person and reevaluate the relationship or reevaluate the friendship. Um, if they do serve you well, if they are being supportive, if there's good communication, then keep doing that. Keep doing you. Keep doing that f relationship, that friendship. If it's serving your life well and if it's making you happy, do it. If somebody else doesn't like the fact that you're friends with so-and-so, who cares? If somebody doesn't like the fact that you have so-and-so as your girlfriend or your boyfriend, who cares? It's not their life. And they have um, no say in who you can be friends with, who you can't, who you can be in a relationship with, who you can be romantically involved with. Um, and I've mentioned that before in previous podcasts. You are old enough to make the decisions in your life. You are responsible and mature enough to make the decisions in your life that you think serve you well. You know yourself and you know what you can handle. You know how you feel. Nobody else understands that but you and deep inside of you. So you need to pull that out from deep inside of you and just be satisfied and be happy with what you have and the relationships that are a part of your life. Um, so yeah, I would love for you guys to just think about the types of relationships you have. Do they serve you well? Do they make you happy? Do they... Um, Make, put a smile on your face every day um, and I would love for to hear who or what relationship is the most important to you in your life maybe it's a, the relationship you have with a parent maybe it's the relationship you have with a really close friend who you've known since kindergarten maybe it's um, a partner or your husband or your wife um, who or a relationship with your kids like I want to know who is your most important relationship in your life and why are they the most important relationship in your life? Um, just because we all need a little bit more positivity and we need um, just examples of positive relationships. I think that there's so much negativity everywhere, especially in terms of relationships, especially in terms of people's opinions, that we need examples of good, positive, healthy relationships. So hit me up in the DMs, send me a DM with um, at Little Did You Know Podcast on Instagram with examples of your healthy relationships in your life and I'd love to be able to share them in next week's episode but thank you all and um, I hope that this was kind of enlightening and thought-provoking and I can't wait to chat with you guys next week have a good week everyone